To support this podcast, go to positivesarcasm.com slash donate. Any amount is appreciated. Once again, positivesarcasm.com slash donate. Thank you and enjoy the program. This episode is also brought to you by PB and Joey. Simple, honest, and delicious. Go to pbandjoey.com for more information. $35 or more free shipping. $35 or more free shipping. Go to pbandjoey.com for all your holiday shopping needs. pbandjoey.com. Hey, everyone. Here's a great way to support this website and make money for yourself. This is Robinhood, the app that makes investing easier and offers more ways to make your money work harder. Their goal? Investing in financial markets more affordable, more intuitive, and more fun, no matter how much experience you have or don't have. Keep a broker in your back pocket. Everything you need to manage your assets and all available in a single app. Set up customized news and notifications to stay on top of your assets as casually or as relentlessly as you like. Controlling the flow of info is up to you. Have access to stocks, funds, options, cash management, and cryptocurrency. Make unlimited commission-free trades in stocks, funds, and options with Robinhood Financial. The same goes for buying and selling cryptocurrencies with Robinhood Crypto and zero commission fees. Also introducing cash management. Invest, spend, and earn 2.05 APY all through your brokerage account. Secure, secure a spot on the wait list and reserve your card. Here's what I want you to do. Go to positivesarcasm.com slash donate and when you click on the referral banner and securely sign up either using your Android, Apple device, or desktop, you get a share of stock value between $3 and $150 after funding your account. That's all you got to do. You get a free stock. I get a free stock. We all win. Trading terms and conditions still apply. See Robinhood.com for more information. Once again, go to positivesarcasm.com slash donate, click on the Robinhood referral banner, and claim your free stock. Robinhood, it's time to do money. If any of you are looking for any last-minute gift ideas for me, I have one. I'd like Frank Shirley, my boss, right here tonight. I want him brought from his happy holiday slumber over there in Melody Lane with all the other rich people, and I want him brought right here with a big ribbon on his head. And I want to look him straight in the eye, and I want to tell him what a cheap, lying, no-good, rotten, four-flushing, low-life, snake-licking, dirt-eating, inbred, overstuffed, ignorant, blood-sucking, dog-kissing, brainless, dickless, hopeless, heartless, fat-ass, bug-eyed, stiff-legged, spotty-lipped, worm-headed sack of monkey shit he is. Hallelujah! Holy shit! Where's the Tylenol? Happy holidays, assholes. Jay here, PositiveSarcasm.com. Find me on the Instagram and the Facebook. Don't forget to like and subscribe and donate to all my channels. I got new... Well, first of all, Johnny Monotone's in the house. Good to see you again, brother. Um, also, if you go to my website and you go to PositiveSarcasm.com slash donate, you guys already know that I've been preaching about the Robin Hood app, but also through the Cash app, if you're looking to use an app like Venmo or whatnot, and you like the Cash app, and you... Uh, that is also, man, this coffee's killing me right now. It's uh, not bad. Yeah, it's not too bad. No. But uh, if you guys want to sign up for the Cash App, that's one way to donate to my website. Johnny, I got to get you on Robinhood because if you sign up, I get a free stock and you get a free stock. And in 30 days, you can sell the stock and you get that cash. And then half of my stock, I send to you. So easy money. Pretty wild. Yeah. yeah. I also made some money uh, last week on some stocks, not going to lie. <laughs> Yeah, baby. That's when you got shit kicking around. Uh, for those of you who can't see on the podcast, but Johnny certainly can, there is an 18 by 10 inch deep dish anthracite Mustang rim sitting right next to me. It is so smooth, a coffee cup will fucking slide right off of it. But it is quite the nice rim. 
have to admit. See how deep that is, man? That's Chicago style, bitch. Oh, that's cool. That is fucking cool. So 18 by, t- as you didn't already know, 18 by 10s in the back and 18 by 9s are going to go in the front when they're in stock, apparently. The front, the front ones are back ordered. Well, you got a couple months. Yeah. Winter's just starting. Dude, I'm telling you, I miss that riding like a truck feel in the Mustang. I mean, I do like the Stealth, and I think the Stealth may stick around as long as it survives the winter and stuff like that. And I may uh, low income clean it up. But I do, I do miss I do miss that rear-wheel drive bullshit. It's just too much fun. So uh, I've already got stuff that I've been ordering for it and things like that. But these are my Black Friday Christmas presents to myself. Cool. Um... I got a bunch of stuff on this program. I got lists. and Is that, is that how it works in the Jewish world? You buy shit for yourself? <laughs> <laughs> for Christmas? Um, I got, well, stereotypes aside, well, I have been Jackie doing, I have been doing that every year. Every fucking year, I always buy something for myself. Jackie Mason used to say, oh, I told myself a better joke than I told you. Well, it was Mel Brooks who said the, uh, the, the Irish goodbye is you, you, you leave without saying goodbye, and then the Jewish goodbye is you say goodbye, and then you never leave. <laughs> <laughs> so as so, I take the because I generally just I disappear. I just I disappear at night. Generally, when I I talked about that in one of my podcasts where I was uh, I just don't I just disappear when I start to get uncomfortable or the party is no longer quote for my guidelines. I just kind of disappear. Figure people are gonna be okay. They're not gonna miss me. You know. Um, so on the podcast, uh, also um, want to say what up to Iran. Uh, I see you bodybuilders out there. I'm glad that they lifted the internet sanctions, so they're back up and running. So if you are listening to my podcast, checking out my posing music, what up to the Iranians? Death to America. <laughs> <laughs> now, thank you guys for uh, for popping in and whatever. Whatever you're looking at, I appreciate you guys dropping in. I do check out to see where which countries are just bopping through the website, whatever they're looking at. I always appreciate it. China, I don't know what the fuck is going on still, but Iran is one of those ones that pops up. Singapore, Taiwan, um, South Africa, random African countries that have internet. And it's, it, I'm always curious, what are they looking at? What are they looking for? What's their thought process? Just trying to go through there. Trying to find out what America's all about. Uh, well, that my site is not the best <laughs> way of judging it. No. Who's this fucking asshole? Um... <laughs> So Johnny Monotone is in studio, and I've got a bunch of stuff for you today. I got some articles that we may get to, which I never really do, which after week 100, I probably am going to do those that Sunday Leftovers podcast, which I've been talking about. That's actually what I'm going to call it. It's going to be dropped on a Sunday. Or I'm going to stream it on a Sunday like I normally would and call it Sunday Leftovers. And then uh, it could be 15 minutes. It could be 30 minutes. And then that's it. So that'll be the additional podcast. It'll be mostly about articles that I didn't get a chance to get to. And any random thoughts that I would rather not save for the primary podcast episode. I think it'll be good. I think it'll be good to finally, after week 100, kind of stretch my legs and see how far my material goes. And also reach those things that I kind of steered away from in the beginning. Like I was, you know, there's a lot of dork fucking articles. Drone shit and tech stuff and cool cars like the new Cybertruck that came out which is basically like uh, a Chevy Avalanche fucked at Pontiac Aztec <laughs> grabbed it by the back of their head I'm gonna make a hybrid out of you um, well it's either that or it's, DeLorean they hit a stone wall that fucking I'm telling you man fold it up did you, did you, were you the one who told me or somebody told me about the DeLoreans that they're redoing into electric cars which is pretty cool they're made out of stainless steel so obviously they don't rust but um right so, yeah, I, I did have a chance to cap, catch a couple of movies from way back in the day. Uh, 
One was basically a bunch of sci-fi shorts. I never told you about this, but I'm going to jump into it because I just refound it or whatever the big word, proper wording for it is. And uh, I know the new Bond is coming out. I'm probably not going to see it because I know they're steering in that direction of basically, oh, great, here's another series that's going to end up tanking due to the fucking big corporate wokeness. Um, but I do love the, I did love the Bond movies. The last three or four I loved. I loved Skyfall. Uh, the last one that came out, I forget what it was called. Something weird. But I did love the last, I've loved all the Daniel Craig movies. Quantum of Solace, Skyfall, Casino Royale, and then the last one that just came out. I was really a big fan of the guy Christoph Waltz, who was in Inglorious Bastards. He played the Jew Hunter. He was the villain in that movie. He's a freaking great actor. Um, so he's in it. But I finally got a chance to, I've officially seen every single James Bond movie, except for that one where it was called Jimmy Bond, and it was played by American. It was like the original Casino Royale. I was like, how you doing, Jimmy Bond? Hey, ha! You know, come out out to the ballpark. See a real-life Negro. Play baseball. <laughs> <laughs> but this one, I skipped that one, but I've seen even the ones that weren't sanctioned, uh, like Never Say Never. I saw that one, which I liked. Uh, but I saw all of them, and finally I caught the last one, which was 1974's A Man with a Golden Gun. This gun, first of all, this gun was oh, a piece, yeah. piece of shit gun. <laughs> but my favorite Bond of all time was Roger Moore because he didn't take himself too seriously. Yep. Ending was great. The problem with the movie was it was just way too cheesed out, and it didn't age well, and it was just too bonkers and weird. And nothing felt like it was really at stake at the beginning. It was just like a guy who had a fucking hard-on to kill James Bond. He had a real hankering for killing like high-threat assassins and people like that. But it's like, ooh, I'm going to steal a solar cell. Yeah, great for you, pal. Go, good luck to you. But the uh, what really... Drove me to, I'm like, I'm glad. Great. I've seen all the freaking James Bond movies. But do you remember Britt Eklund? She played oh, yeah. she played yeah. Good Night. Yeah. In your opinion, is she not like the most underrated Bond girl? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I yeah, get it. Like, agree with that. like Jane Seymour. Great uh well, hot, I get it. But was her performance memorable? No. Not really. She wasn't she was like, good, but I mean it wasn't a great Bond movie though. No. That was the first one. That was uh, "Live and Let Die." Live it, yep. That was. It showed Harlem. Pierce, Pierce Bron- no. No, that was that was Roger Moore's first. Nineteen seventy-three. Okay. Right, right. And that was after they overpaid um, Sean Connery to do that fucking god awful "Diamonds Are Forever." That yeah. was the worst Bond of all time. Yeah. Awful, just bad. But yeah, uh, Jane Seymour was in. She was, oh, Jesus Christ, she just doesn't. She does not give up on the hotness, but something about Britt Eklund and when she she goes uh, when she says to Bond, "I'm easy" or no, "I'm weak." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and and Bond is Bond is literally just finished slapping the other girl in the face. It's like, ooh, when did they stop? When did he stop? Uh, I, I remember when was the last Bond movie where he stopped slapping them in the ass and slapping them in the face? I mean, probably appropriate thing to do after a while, uh, but. It was the last, it's the last Bond movie I ever saw. Britt Eklund, I actually popped, I threw her up. I'm going to drive over to that. Man with the Golden Gun, 1974. James Bond is led to believe that he is targeted by the world's most expensive assassin while he attempts to recover sensitive solar cell technology that is being sold to the highest bidder. And it ends up, obviously, he takes the solar cell, the power of the sun, he just turns it into a giant laser gun. Right, right, I remember that, yeah. Yeah, but his gun's a piece of shit. He basically does hits for, like, $1 million so he can live in this Chinese island by himself with that um, fucking midget there that he, uh, that does his laundry. Um, 
what's his name? Scatamanga. <laughs> <laughs> so, but Britt Eklund, I have her up right here. She was just, she had like fucking like washboard abs back in the day too. She was for 1970 whatnot. I mean, oh, the scene with her and the football player. Yeah. I mean, she was just awesome. She was a tiny little thing too. She was uh, who well, is that? who's well, that? Yeah, who's that guy? He looks really familiar. Well, I can't quite see it. Oh, um, I've got like the negative yeah. version. Of you get the getting the old age eyes, but um, yeah, he he's a he looks like a classic seventies eighties um dirty dozen type of villain or whatnot. But yeah, Brit shout out to Brit Eklund because I know there was everybody says Money Penny was the most underrated Bond girl, but Good Night was in like four or five of them. Back in the late '60s and early '70s, and she, she was always "Good Night" was always played by Britt Eklund, right. whereas "Money Penny" was two or three different actresses. At least two. Yeah, there was like the really old one from like uh, "Diamonds," uh, not "Diamonds Are Forever," uh, from Russia with Love. Yep. And then it switched over to Roger Moore's version of "Money Penny," and then Pierce Brosnan's version, which was she was definitely like uh, principal hot. So, but Brit, shout out, you can look it up. Just look up Brit Eklund, E-K-L-A-N-D, Brit, B-R-I-T-T. This caffeine's hitting pretty decent right now. But she was in, just look her up from, uh, what is it? What the fuck is that movie? Man with the Golden Gun. Probably not worth watching. It was a two-star flick, but it had a three-star ending with the whole island exploding and shit. He ends up hooking up with her anyways. He fucking hooks up with her. He was going to hook up with her. And then the other chick that was banging Scaramanga shows up. So he shoves Goodnight in the closet, bangs the chick, who bangs Scaramanga's girlfriend or side piece, and then two hours later takes her out of the closet. And he's like, darling. <laughs> it's, like, it's like, first of all, how do you pet? How do you pass out in a closet when 007 is smashing literally five to seven feet away from you? And if he's that good, how it, if he's that good of a, of, a, of a crush, then how does she fall asleep? I'll be, I mean, so I don't, I don't know. There was a lot of inconsistencies with the whole plot. Yeah, that's kind of weird. Way too fucking goofy. And that movie also had that weird like Louisiana State Police guy in there as well. He's like the dang nabbit type of character. Oh, yeah. I was like, this is fucking stupid. But uh, Brit, but honestly, it was overall just I wanted to mention Britt Eklund because she was just first of all smoking hot. Um, she wasn't too bad of she wasn't too bad of an actress, and she went on to do some more serious shit later on. She was in the original um, Get so, Carter. With, so if this was with, uh, if this my, was um, Wayne's role right now. Yeah, we'd have to give her a swing. Swing. She's do, she's a double swing salute. She was in she was in the um, the Wicker Man. The Wick. Okay. And she was and she was in get the original Get Carter with Michael Caine. So she was in a she was in, yeah she did a lot of like horror suspense thriller type of stuff. So shout out to the shout out to Britt Eklund. Now uh, you guys know that actually I'm just gonna keep her up just for motivation. Speaking of get. Get smart. Yeah. With wait, get smart with Carell. Oh, get Carter. Get smart. No, get get smart with Steve. With, Carell. Was with Steve Carell and Dwayne Johnson. I think was in it for like two oh, seconds. Yeah, yeah, dumb movie. But the <laughs> the part where he's trying to shoot the handcuff thing off the zip tie off his hand with a little. <laughs> you realize how many freaking bat? Like <laughs> he jabbed himself in the foot and then the side. Carell's had some it's misses. Like one of the 
funniest parts of that whole movie. If you think that's a terrible it, movie, though. Oh, that doesn't compare to get sh- to uh, dinner for schmucks. That's yeah. a, that was uncomfortable. Uncomfortably not funny. Right. There was a couple parts of it that were like kind of funny, but it was rough. It was I'm, a stretch. You know what's funny is um, what the hell is that? There was that chick who did that movie, uh, The Help. She was in that too. Completely different character though. That's for sure. Um, like but I, that's, I, I thought they were gonna start selling those little dressed up mice like as little. Oh my items. god! <laughs> so fucking bad. I feel like the so bad. new version of the Beanie Babies. To, just dude, like, it takes a lot for me to stop watching a ninety-minute movie. Like halfway through, it's that uncomfortable. Yeah. Like I remember walking out of Jason X in the movie theaters. Jason X. Yeah, it was oh, that. Oh yeah. That yeah. fucking stupid. Um, this was bad too. This was really bad. Yeah. But that's okay. I mean, everybody's got to have misses. Um. But I every Bond movie I've watched all the way through because you just kind of have to. Right. But these, so you you know obviously I, I had fun with these con- with these like sci-fi concepts, the retro cinematic concepts. Like I did, like I did uh, Cyberpunk. I did the Beacon. I did the Traveler. Oh, yeah. I, I enjoy that shit. Time tra- no, the Traveler. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay. which is part two of the Beacon. Right. This company here, this YouTube channel called Dust. This is all they do. They do these sci-fi shorts. They're almost like cinematic concepts. Like if you were to watch like the first fifteen minutes of a movie, the first five to fifteen minutes of a movie, the these people they get like the small, uh, you know, small time shit, and they just put out a concept, and you just watch a movie. There was a code, for example. Here's an example because I'm hyped up on coffee. There was this move, this sci-fi short called Code Eight. Okay. Code Eight. It's basically like. Uh, what's that? It's like the X Men. Like every like these certain people in society have certain powers. One guy's like a class two brawn, which means he can lift a lot of weight, like a two thousand pound boulder, just like pick it up. Another guy was secretly a level five electric, which means that he could harness the power of electricity just with his own body. Mm-hmm. So they get into a little scuffle with the police, which they have drone neck. They have drones and shit. It's like 2023, and they have drones flying in the air with like these AI type of cops. And then there's still civilian cops too that they partner up with. And there ends up being a situation where the class two guy gets shot, and the electric gets really mad and basically downs the drone just with his electrical pulse, so he can shoot EMPs. Code Eight was submitted to Dust. It was like eight minutes long. It ended up getting financed and turned into a direct, a direct to DVD movie. Wow. So, and I, I, it's actually on like Netflix or something like that, or like Amazon Prime. Just look it up. Look up Code Eight. It came out this month, I think, like December third. No, the no, the full version. Make sure you follow the microphone. So, um, yeah, Code Eight. You can look that up. It. I've, I haven't checked it in anymore. Anything more than that, but it is a, now a feature length film. So I looked up at, a, at Dust, and I've been watching a bunch of them because it's like quick in and out. So you want to look like a cool concept because you. Know, I know you. Nobody wants to watch like ninety minutes to two hours of the Matrix. So, but this the idea is: imagine if the first ten minutes of the Matrix was on Dust, and then it got financing by a publishing company to be a feature-length film, whether in theaters or on Netflix or what have you. So I've been watching a bunch of them, and then I look at their About page, and they're like, well, to sub- if you want to submit your movies, uh, send, us an, uh, send us a message here and uh, whatnot. So I'm going to check that out and see if, just for the fuck of it, I don't think they're going to accept... Uh, cyberpunk adventures or the beacon or whatnot, but I'm going to get the ball rolling and just message them. 
Because maybe, I don't know, they, they drop weird shit every week. Like every Wednesday, what is it? It says like, um, presents, they're also available on Apple TV, Samsung TV, Roku, Android TV. Yes, they're all over the big platforms. And like every, like they drop like two movies a week on there or two shorts a week. And some of them are breathtaking. Like the, the CGI is anything above and beyond I can do. Like I do small pulses and things like that. Stuff that is kind of looks cool, but for the most part you can tell eh, it probably didn't happen. Nothing 3D, nothing three-dimensional. Everything is on 2D face. But they their CGI is really good. The acting's decent for 15-minute movies, and the concepts are really cool. So I'm thinking maybe I should submit a couple of my things there yeah, why not? and see what they say and, and let me know, hey, up your fucking quality. Because I, I, at this point I want some no's. So I can start upping my game. Yeah, and then you next start somewhere. Yeah, you never know. Because I've already been searching for uh, new computers, and that's a yeah, that's a pour over. You take the you take the fil- filter off once you're done with the beans, and then you freaking pour it right in. So I'm thinking about um, starting to once I get my new gear, start filming some higher quality video, and start submitting to Dust. Leaving it on mine, but letting if they decide to post it, sure, I'll I'll remove the claim and let them run it. I don't care. Get some extra views. So there's a, more companies like this, but I've just scratched the surface of it. It was that comment from Greg Gillettieri, uh, the old dude from Hero Pups, who oh, yeah, yeah. he was he rants and raves about my shit, and he talked about Twilight Zone type of stuff that I was putting out there, and he mentioned submit this to Amazon Prime, and I'm like, I'm like, I kind of get where he was going. I kind of get the idea of what he's trying to do, but I'm not submitting feature like I'm not submitting full movies. I'm submitting like seven minute, you know, fucking rock'em sock'em robot shit. But I'm like, maybe Dust will have something to say about that. So if I submit to Dust like a five minute concept, like Cyberpunk Adventures, and it's goofy, it's silly, it has some fun to it, and I have the characters, so the characters cemented, and then maybe if they go, well, what do you know? We'll see. I haven't done anything yet with it, but the concept is there, and I do want to do more with it, and I do want to make more of these concepts. There are some things that have to wait um, because I don't have enough data, or I just have shitty data. Like, Project Disconnect has to wait because I need more video. Um, The fucking, the thing that you discussed with me, I don't have enough data on it. I don't have a good enough data on it, but I think down the road we can do something on it because I was thinking back, I'm like, I do have a I have a story and a concept to I want to explain to you why I can't do it right now, but I do have an idea in my head for something that could be potentially better. You're talking about the high school thing. Yeah, oh. I'm, I'm talking about the charter school thing. So oh, the projects, the, the projects I have lined up are are as follows. Project Disconnect <laughs> has been Project Disconnect has been something I've been working on for quite some time. The ideas of it, putting pieces together, the music, the transitions. Uh, hey, which pronoun? And then Project Blackbird uh, is still in the writing stages. It's still in the vocal stages. I won't explain it anymore because it's it's I don't there's nothing to show. There's nothing to talk about, and I don't want to I don't want to fuck it up. So I haven't talked. I I abandoned that project for the time. Yep. The project so Project Destiny Act will be done. I'm gonna be doing more ads for stuff I find interesting and products I like. Like for example, Body of Hot Sauce. I have some really funny ideas for commercials for them that I want to put on like Instagram and shit. Um, like the one where I put the hot sauce in the banana. Oh, yeah. So I want to make sure that microphone's right up on you. Yep. So I want to do more commercials for them just because they're fun. They're great exercises and the practice is the most important thing. And I think with them it would be really easy. So I'm going to do more on those little con, those little concepts. Uh, 
Technology smashing? Yes, I will be throwing more printers off the roof. That's so much fucking fun, dude. All you do is plant the camera and then you aim. The whole idea, though, is it's like a three-pointer you go, or like a foul shot. You have to aim up and center so that when the printer goes over the fence, it lands right in the middle and just ex- it's got more arc. So when it comes down, it's got more velocity and then just kaboom and just blows up everywhere. This one, I, I didn't give it enough arc. And when it flipped... Actually, no, it didn't flip. It stayed uh, upside down, and when it landed, the whole case, the whole chassis of the printer disconnected from the scanner, and the scanner glass just exploded. And then the the printer, the actual chassis, just bounced out of screen. You ever thought of using Tannerite? But it was a lot of fun. It was. It's. They're. They're quick. They're fun. They get people's attention. There are a lot of people like seeing shit get broke. Oh, and I, if I don't I, have. A, and I, if I don't have I a. I love per- the one where you ask people to subscribe to your YouTube channel. Oh, the the, the coffee cup. Yeah, the coffee and cup. The, and the golf club. The coffee cup actually. The coffee cup thing was actually a fuck you to one of my old uh, collaborators. Uh, just like I like the fuck. one that gives the thumbs down. Oh yeah, that uh, cunt. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, but I do want to do more. I do want to do more of the golf club stuff. Uh, John Turcott wants to uh, take a hockey stick to one of the cell phones that I don't use anymore. I'm like, I'm like, we sh- I'm like, I should hit one of the hockey stick. I'm like, you're good. We're in. So that's going to be part part of Project Disconnect. And of course, uh, oh by the way, this week's coffee is Vermont Coffee Company. Go check them out. Google them. Uh, they're also on Instagram, just uh, at Vermont Coffee Company. It's pretty good. They'll be going on the uh, the wall of caffeine over there once I'm done with the bag. I know it looks like a bag of popcorn. It's pretty good though. Um, I have to say, I really enjoyed Jim's Organic from a couple weeks ago. Jim's Organic, Jim's Organic was delicious. Hometown hometown roast was pretty good. Um, this one is a little more of a Cafe Bustelle to it. And the Peruvian coffee by Laird Hamilton's was delish. That was pretty good, too. Oh, the big blue one. Huh? Yeah, the big blue one. He's got like a turmeric coffee or whatever. So, anyways, uh, so yeah, uh, go check out Dust. Just go on YouTube and look and type in D U S T, and it's all sci-fi shorts. They got like 1.4 million subscribers, and uh, they got some really interesting concepts. And some of them are only four minutes long. So go and check those out. I do also have Dig Q and A today, and I have some interesting uh, articles that we may get into. Uh, renewable energy, vegan makeup made out of beetles. I don't know. Did you see, um, or did you not? I don't know. Maybe I didn't. I don't know. Let me look it up on the old lappy top. See what's going on here. Uh, let's see. Tobacco. Oh, I was looking up old tobacco company lo- uh, slogans oh, and shit. Oh, and doctors used yeah. to sell. Yeah. Yeah. So when doctors used to sell cigarettes, and more the f- doctors smoke camels than anything. Yeah. So it's got all the, like all the old school. Um, I've got all the old school ones here for more doctors smoke camels than any other cigarettes. And then I get it's just it's these are hilarious. Lucky strikes. Oh, the T zone. Did you see that one? It's in there. The throat. It's in there. I'll show it to you. This one's for lucky strikes. Twenty thousand six hundred seventy nine physicians say luckies are less irritating. Quote, it's toasted. (laughs) (laughs) What does that mean? Yeah, your fucking your emphysema is going to be nice and toasted. Your throat protection. I I, I used to smoke cigarettes, but I never bought cigarettes. because They were toasted. (laughs) I can tell you Mm. right now. Um, It says. Oh, they come in rye and pumpernickel flavors. <laughs> mm, that would be delicious. A pumpernickel cigarette um, comes with like sauerkraut. The your throat protection against irritation against a cough. So against irritation against cough. So these are for lucky well, strike. Like, twenty thousand p- physicians. Remember that stuff when we were kids? 
Bro cream? No, no. <laughs> <laughs> you can still buy no, bro no cream. No tears shampoo. It, it yeah, had, it's called it water. Had, well, it had no, it had a mild anesthetic in well, it, so the stuff would get in your eyes, but you wouldn't you wouldn't cry because yeah, yeah, John, we all know I cry in the shower every fucking day. <laughs> <laughs> for different um, reasons. Yeah. Uh for diff- many different reasons. The let's see. What's the other one here? Science discovered it. You can prove it. I mean, nope. I can just picture this. Are you standing in the shower with your hands up like um Yeah. That's in, an in the Shawshank Redemption where That's an I- that's an idea I'm gonna be doing for the jail and he's got the rain coming down. Oh yeah, when he gets out of the he gets out of the sewer pipe yeah, and the rain right. comes yeah, down. He's, he's reenacting the that. Sh- the actually I'm thinking about doing a shower. A shower type scene with the body of hot sauce not pouring it on me or anything but i think there's a something i can in- include where if, if i'm out of body of hot sauce i go into like a deep depression yeah um so i'm thinking about a couple scenes in there of depression and then the body of hot sauce obviously comes back so i don't know because i remember when i was first eating that hot sauce i would have like these euphoric states because it was so hot really? like endorphin rushes yeah. Now I I go through a bottle of that a week. What kind? Body of habanero, five about fifty five hundred Scoville, which is not a lot, but nice and spicy. It's more than like what's that stuff called? Hab- not habanero. Habanero Tabasco is it stronger? It's stronger? Oh, it, it fucking Tabasco is for bitches. Okay, so Tabasco is a lot stronger. Tabasco is Tabasco is like five to eight hundred Scoville. Oh, jeez. Uh, body is hot sauce. A habanero is about five to fifty-five hundred, I think. So it's it's more like a notch over ketchup, Tabasco. It, it, compared yeah. To this stuff. Yes, beyond. Um, and then they have the ghost pepper one, which is about fifteen thousand. But ghost pepper can go up to like two hundred k. And then after that, you have like the Carolina Reaper and all that shit. And um, those go they depending upon the formula and how they make the peppers or how they make the sauce the, the the pepper sauce it's like two million or some shit or they claim it but I mean five thousand so is still a little speck it'd be like fentanyl a little speck of that stuff it, it well a little dab of like body as hot sauce on your tongue you're yeah. getting all of it it's not when you mix it in with the food it's not that bad then you're just getting the coating and the flavoring all of the food right. but if you're like taking like a chicken wing that's coated in it and then you dip it in the hot sauce you're gonna get a lot of heat. So that's the thing. But when you mix it in your food, you'd be surprised how much flavor the hot sauce delivers to your food when d- compared to not having it at all. It's yeah. like, oh, shit, there is a lot of flavor in this. It's actually quite – and it's really quite good. Um, I enjoy the hell out of it. And I really – my digestive tract really misses it when it's not there. No. Oh, dude, and I've been eating like a fucking horse, dude. I've been eating okay. everything. Like, like, I'm getting out of the gym. I've, Gain, I've been gaining weight at all or? Trying. Oh. I got another month of eating like a pig, and then I'm then I got to cut I, then I got to cut down again. But my body's like, yeah, whatever. What, what you else? You got another competition coming up? No, not this oh. time. The my, my body's like, yeah, okay. What else are you going to put me in? I mean, I'm drinking fucking, I get home, I'll dump bananas, apples, kale, protein powder, uh, blueberries, and eggnog. Into a blender, and I mean, we're talking like I'd say forty-eight ounces of shake, and then I would eat a whole turkey wing, <laughs> <laughs> and then and, that's, and then yeah. Wow. So I and yet because I mean I'm going to the gym like six times a week. Two of them are in the morning on a fasted stomach, and I'm still fasting twelve hours every single day. So I stop eating right. around six seven o'clock. 
my there's still food processing in my system, but I still I'm still not eating until eight o'clock in the morning. So I'm still fasting for twelve hours. I'm not getting up immediately and eating again. So there's no there is that small piece. If I was fasting for like fifteen hours, it'd be great. But I don't have that in my mindset, and my, I'm just not built for it right now. Right. Uh, if my every day was like, like every day was like Saturday, yeah, I could do it easily because then by ten o'clock I would be eating. But yeah, so and if I was smoking, I would I'd be eating even less. <laughs> yeah, I, di- I didn't eat. These are what is this? This is the this is the Chesterfield cigarette. Here's the biggest plus in cigarette history. Chesterfield is the only cigarette of all brands tested in which the members of our taste panel found no unpleasant aftertaste. Uh, from the report of a well-known research organization, ABC, always buy Chesterfield. Always be closing. Yeah. Always be Chesterfielding. So these are fucking, these are, cla- like, look at these. You know they're so full. Look at his fucking teeth. Look at how, oh, you know why they're really, really white? They're fake. Yeah, they're fake as shit. Um, I bet you those aren't even real eyeglasses. I bet those are just glass glasses. You know, those would be great. I would love to find like a metal panel of that and like have it framed on the wall. You, yeah, you, you know, like with those. No, I don't know. John, why don't you little me? glasses in the fucking asshole <laughs> and those those wrinkles. Yeah, it almost reminds you of a guy in the cream of wheat package. You know what that? You know what that rose that red the red and wrinkles is? That's high blood pressure. <laughs> <It's> <laughs> probably fuck, that's rosacea. Yeah. yeah, he needs to cut back. Yeah. He's gonna he died. I mean, he's wrong. Skin color would be on cream of wheat, but yeah. you, you know the the picture. Of them. Oh, the Quaker Oats? Yeah, yeah. Quaker Oats. If you put the hat on him and you have him, instead of like that profile, like those the ones you took back in high school with the laser beams, Yeah. if you turned him a little bit left, yeah. he'd be fucking uh, the what's his, he'd be the diabetes guy. If you put the, <laughs> if you put that Paul Stamets mushroom oh, Brimley, hat on. Jim, Brimley. Uh, Brimley, yeah. Yeah, talk to your doctor about diabetes. Um, <laughs> What's the, there's a, there is a, oh, there's a thingy down here in the bottom left-hand corner. It says, the figures quoted have been checked and certified to buy Libran, Ross Brothers, and Montgomery accountants and auditors. I wonder if they're still around. Probably not. Probably not. So, yeah, I just looked at... It's that not up. like A.M. Best or Moody's that you're talking about here. I don't know. But I just... Some I saw these... Group. I, I saw mm. these, and this... The thing is, obviously, this, is, this has a lot to do with mis- mislabeling. This is a fucking issue that we... Um, He's going to wait because auto-reply is on. So this has a lot to do with mislabeling. mislabeling. And, and th- this, after the cigarette organization did this, um, the, sh- the sugar industry did the same fucking thing. Oh, Actually, yeah. no. This was, before this yep. was, was marijuana and hemp. Right. And then it was cigarettes being mislabeled. Yep. And then it was sugar. Sugar... Uh, was mislabeling fats, saying fats were terrible for you. Oh, yeah. You know, yeah. low-carb this. Sugar's lo- actually... Sugar's the fucking... Was the devil. Now they're saying, well, there's a difference between sugar... So it's all... It drives me nuts. Now there's... um Now you have the whole vegetarian-vegan thing coming on. Well, I've been... Now, obviously, having a high... Or being vegan or being vegetarian or being omnivorous or plant-based has a lot of value to it. But well, yeah, just at, because you want to be vegan, don't tell me I can't eat meat. But I understand where they're coming from right. because there's a, every single dietary plan that you go on has significant significant mislabeling being done by the companies that you buy from. So unless you're picking your own greens right. or hunting your own hunting your own animals, yep. everything's got antibiotics in it. Uh, sub, the animals are being supplemented. The crops, whether they're crops for vegans or crops for omnivores, 
myself. Everything is everything GMO. has a everything has a cost. Everything that you buy uh, has a cost. So if you're a vegan, you have crops. You have to buy crops. Factory farming it kills animals. You have to that, and you can't plant the same crops every year. My mother has crops behind her house, soybean field. They got to take that out, and then they got to put peanuts in there, and they got to till the soil again. Oh you yeah, can't, yeah, they yeah. You do can't. The same thing every, yeah, yeah, you can't do it. So yeah. the idea is that when these people are mislabeling, that's where I was getting with the whole makeup thing. Everything is being mislabeled. So stop trying to be a, a virtue, virtue signaling little shit by saying that your diet or your lifestyle is better because everything that you're doing has a cost. Like, they, for example, if, you're, if you are full vegan and you buy makeup, guess what? There's an article on there, a class action lawsuit about the shit that's in that makeup. Crushed up beetles. Uh, there's collagen from certain animals, stuff that they put in the makeup. And if you're not paying attention to it, it's either bad for the in- the animals or it's bad for you. Because, for example, if you are a vegan, you'd probably eat the uh, that soy ice cream. That's delicious, by the way. Well, right. guess what? It's fucking soy. soy. So, statistically speaking, it's terrible for men. Yep. So, there is a cost. Now, if... Like, well, I don't want to get... into your estrogen levels. Right, it's a pro- it's a testosterone inhibitor. Now, I don't want to get into the debate about which diet is good for you because that debate is already being had by Joe Rogan. That podcast was already done and stuff. I'm just talking about the mislabeling in general. The mislabeling in general, you have to be aware of everything you eat. I do eat factory farm food, believe me. And I get it. Like if I if if lab-grown meat was a thing and I'll I'm going to jump on this other point next. If lab-grown meat or something to that effect was something that I could consume on a daily basis and it wasn't bad for you right. and the and the companies weren't inserting or supplementing with shit that was addictive or hazardous to my health or bad for my genes or my testosterone, I would eat, you know what? I would eat it. And then I would go get wild game or something like that. And you know what? I'd go get a cow as a fucking pet. I, I get it. There is a progress. There is well, look a progress. Look at the, okay. Yeah. Here's a stereotype. We were talking about stereotypes. Yeah. The cigar store Indian. Yeah. Right, yeah, it was like a, the body of David, but you know, even more muscular. Well, yeah, they were wild. They were they were wild ass motherfuckers. And they had and to be... they ate a lot of what, what bison, deer, elk. Yeah, right? and they weren't they weren't um, <clears throat> sweet about it either. No, they weren't sweet all... about it. They was it was they they got they killed them any way they could. Yep. So I there is there is anything that you eat. There's a lot of mislabeling out there. Even if I get it, that you should support. Um, uh, more humane. There is a direction. I support it. I'm cool with it. It's not that I have a problem with the diet. I have a problem with the people who don't have, know all the facts, or they. It's like a house of cards. Right. All right. You do your thing. I'll do my thing. I have to have plants with my diet. It's important because I eat a lot. But it should. You should. Every diet should support it, unless you have a severe autoimmune disease. Being an omnivore is probably one of the easiest. It's the most convenient way to get a proper daily balance of food and nutrition. It is. Being a vegan is hard. It's not impossible, right? but it is hard. You eat a lot of eggs, you're a vegetarian. However, generally speaking, um, the amount of omega-3s that you get from factory eggs, it's not a lot. And matter of fact, you end up eating too many omega-6s when you eat those eggs, and then that causes significant inflammation within the body. So it's not good. Mm. So my advice mm. to you is buy some fucking chickens. But the thing is, is like I've, I've stated on this podcast before, poultry is a big um, is dangerous when it, you give it grain fed and all that shit and soy. The chicken right. absorbs a lot of that, and then you take it in, whether you're eating the chicken or the egg. 
Bok, bok. So these are things to take into account. So false laboring, same thing with Teslas. Well, here, here's the other question. Yeah. I got I to gotta ask this from an environmental standpoint, right, for this. So some people could say, well, we're cutting out the middleman if you just go directly to the vegetables, right? Because the middleman would be the chicken, the cow, whatever. Mm-hmm. But um, what if all that stuff that goes onto the shelves and then it's being pulled off the shelves because of E. coli it's being wasted because it only lasts so long. You know, the farmers, believe me, it's a cost for them. So they're going to make sure that as much of the grain is eaten as possible. Mm-hmm. Whereas the food that goes out to us as consumers to eat like our vegetables or salads or whatever, how much of that's actually wasted? So too much. In actually, other words, a lot, it's a kinda, lot of it is. It's kind of like, you know, solar panels. They're great in one regard and then once the solar panel is no good anymore then what are you going to do with it and it's environmental waste and all that and by the way do you see who was on the front of time magazine for person of the year oh i don't yeah i saw it i'm like i ignored it <laughs> uh I, but i i do yeah i did how dare you <laughs> i shouldn't have to be here oh my childhood i just sailed across the ocean <laughs> on my yacht old. shut up idiot um <laughs> <laughs> so but you did mention solar panels um I do support the idea of Tesla and the Porsche Taycan and the yeah. new, um, not the Honda e-bike. Mo- uh, what's that? What's the big one? Harley having an e-bike as well. The idea, though, is in Argentina. Well, Argent- they should hook up all the Pelotons to the grid. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Those fucking bikes are expensive. And but the every, idea is then that. everybody be buying their wife Peloton. Actually, it's not bad because if you hook up a capacitor to your house, it, I, like I'm saying, there, like you said, there is a lot of waste. The idea that if you, bar- you are a Tesla is more eco-friendly. Well, in, in some ways it is, in some ways it isn't. Right. How many lithium batteries are in this room right now? In this in this studio, just in this studio, how many lithium batteries do you think there are in here? 10, 20, 50? How many cameras do you see? How many of them powered, powered by lithium batteries? How many phones do you see powered by lithium batteries? Laptops powered by lithium batteries. And that's slave- Me powered by fucking lithium batteries. Well, and, so, and caffeine. Right. But, uh, so and that's every- slave labor, isn't it? Well, not is, the that, sa- is that another story we're talking about? Not slave labor, but we are talking about mis- not so much mislabeling, but the cost. I get it. Fossil fuels have an effect on the environment, but so does um, mining for, and I'm not knocking it. I'm saying we should try to progress in any way that is feasible so that there is a balance. Yep. As long as we achieve a balance, that's great. That's all I care about because everybody's different. The idea, though, is if you mine for that, it causes it causes a disturbance. It's in Chile. In mm-hmm. Chile, they mine for lithium, but in it's it fucks with the brine and the salt. They got to create like a brine. There's an, a way that they do They're it. They're gonna start and doing it, it from the ocean now. They do it any way they can to find lithium, but Chile yeah. is one yeah. of the biggest reserves for uh, lithium, or what is it called? Uh, economically viable or economically mineable or whatever like it's it doesn't cost as much to mine down there right. but it disturbs the fresh water and the salt water when they do it which causes and of course why would we talk to the vill- the local villagers fuck them we don't care we just want our cash same thing with fossil fuels same thing with fracking same thing with mining for lithium same thing with fucking going and get caviar it's the same shit so there has to be a balance and obviously with all of it there's waste what happens to these lithium batteries when they die? What happens to these cars that have fossil fuels when they get junked? That fucking piece, that car that I had just bought, so that's that I could, 3, so that I could save the sexy Mustang, which yeah, it's a three thousand. Well, it's a Dodge Stealth, which is the same exact car. Um, 
That car was on its way to the junkyard. <laughs> I just keep thinking of the Science Theater 3000. MST3K? That's like, I should start watching that again. But the idea is that car was on its way to the junkyard because the owner before it was a fucking asshole and treated that car like shit. That's waste. I swiped that car, dropped another two grand into it. I'm probably going to drop another five bills into it just because I want it. Because that car, you know what it does every morning when I put the key in the ignition? Starts up. Starts up. So it was my 19-year-old car out there. Right, exactly. So the idea is if that that car does something really great, number one, Mm -hmm. I own the car. Number two, it protects the Mustang. And it cost me nothing to register it. It's reliable, at least to the point where it is. If it survives the winter, I'm going to continue to slightly restore it a little bit at the time. I'm working on the interior, and I'm going to change that matte black cyberpunk shit over to a silver and get some new rims for it, just clean up and be like, in case something goes wrong and I got to put the Mustang in the shop to get like, I don't know, more horsepower or some shit. Um, I got the stealth. So I have that. So why would I sell it? Somebody else is going to beat it up. Don't be fucking wasteful. So the idea of mislabeling and waste definitely go together when it comes to, when it comes to what you're eating, what you're driving uh, and everything in general. I've got a bunch of computers here that is a perfect example of spare parts being put together where most of this stuff would have been sent to Best Buy for fucking credits. Right. Like this computer right here, Best Buy wouldn't give me $20 in rewards for it. They wouldn't even do that. Okay? What does this thing do? It runs it runs a two-channel mixer, an external microphone, and to us two assholes at the same time, and it has a six-hour battery life, and fucking Obama was in his first term when this thing was produced. Wow. Okay? So... Balance is is my key. I don't give me the further. Don't give me a complete details on all your bullshit, your diet, your lifestyle, or whatever. I drive a fucking Prius. Great, congratulations. Go fuck yourself. I don't <laughs> care. Okay, it's what do you have that you can work with? Um, use use it to the best of your abilities. And if it is completely total garbage, yep. Then throw it off your fucking roof and at least make a commercial out of it. I'm just not a big Prius fan. You see the Prius with the, the insides are cool. The Bernie sticker on it, and you're like, <laughs> "Okay, your car's green, but so is the light." Let's go now. Um, I was inside of a, I was inside of a Prius once. It was just, it was cool on the inside, but then you go, but, but then you're like, "Oh, I get it. This is a fucking, this is a plastic the, station wagon." The crazy thing though is, it's big inside, but you feel and hear all the noise and stuff. You're going down. Yeah, the because road. it doesn't do. It's there's, I, there's I, no. Well, I mean, well, the, the stealth, you hear, you hear the same shit. You hear everything. I got to no, seal up a couple things. But but it's, it's, it's cheap. Say? It's kind of cheap. But uh, the, the uh, what was it? The Fusion? The Ford Fusion? Ford made a Fusion hybrid. They even made a C-Max. And those feel like oh, quasi-luxury cars compared to the... Well, those are four doors. Well, those are four door sedans that are their suspension is designed to be quieter and they're isolate the I, the way that the chassis is built. The, I think F one fifty was doing that. The what they were doing? Panels, they were filling up. Quieter. Yep. They were filling up the the frame with like this. You know that foam that you freaking you spray a little. Yeah. Next thing you know, your room is fucking padded out. Yep. Well, they were putting that inside the uh, inside the chassis and stuff, and it was yep. making the drive quieter. I don't know what they, if they were doing that with the Fusion. I remember the Fusions I first Probably. drove were shit boxes. I hated those, the yeah. 05s. But they got nicer over the day. They got nicer over, yeah. over time. Yeah. Dude, we're at 45 minutes. Wow. Um, Covered a lot. Yeah, not too bad. Let's keep it going. Let's keep the party going. Oh, dude, I got some Q&As. I got some decent Q&As for today. All right. Oh, uh, there was um, also, speaking of ridiculous shit. Okay. Um, they were pricing out. I know quantum computers are coming up really soon, but they did a thing on... 
Apple came out with a new computer where the options they kind of just let like yeah as many options as you want on it. It just it's just a, t- a typical Apple Pro. You know Apples are generally a little overpriced, but not fifty thousand dollars overpriced. Right. So what they did was there's there is a a, a processor that's generally this is kind of nerd talk by the way. There is one processor. It's designed generally for server applications. It's called the Xeon processor. It was made by Intel. Um, this one came with like it's twenty eight cores. Normally, when you buy a new laptop, it's like between four and eight cores. This one had twenty between twenty four and twenty eight. Uh, the m- most two of my computers in here have eight gig a piece, eight gigs of RAM. This one had one point five terabytes, so wow. that's about fifteen hundred. Yep. Uh, this thing totaled up to when they put a bunch of shit into it, it totaled up to like fifty grand. You know, it's it's fun in that doesn't even include like the display and shit. So, I mean, Whoa. the thing is, is when you have a comp- a processor that fat, when you have a computer that fast, there are some programs that won't even run on it. They'll right. just freeze. Like right. if I ran like if I tried to run like Doom Two on one of these computers, it wouldn't start up. It wouldn't run. It would freeze halfway through. It's it's a very weird thing when you have a computer that fast. And to be honest, you definitely want an old school console computer if you're going to be playing older shit, right. because retro is kind is definitely. Well, it's like in. when they came out of the Alpha chip for digital computers. The, yeah. the company digital. Um, they digital. Have, are they still around? They got no. They're they gone. Got absorbed by digital. Did compact? I think. And I think and Sun then, Micro and, did and too. And then Hewlett Packard bought or Compaq. Yeah. Hewlett Packard bought them. Bought they Compaq, they yeah. still use the Compact logo sorta, but it's mostly just HP at this point. Right. I think they were just absorbing them, but the, the Presario is gone. Compact was yeah. They were supposed to be like hipster type of computers back in the day too because they had that all-in-one type thing like oh, apple yeah. yep. but at the end of the day they didn't pan out no um so we are at 47 we should i mean uh let's jump right into the freaking q a's dude all right let's do it all right also of course as always if you want to support this podcast go to positive sarcasm.com any amount is appreciated oh before i start the q a i wanted to give you that story about why the okay obviously when it comes to content i'm going to be in the in the year 2020 I'm going to be trying to work on projects that are more daring, more challenging. The quality of the product needs to be better. I always should be challenging. We should all be challenging ourselves to be better in any way, shape, or form. The quality of my, even though this is a spare parts studio, some things do need to get upgraded. Uh, Whether it's some of the computers that I currently use, whether it's some of the cameras that I work with, or some of the editing programs that I work with, and just me in general. Like, I'm always going to be this, this... this fucking asshole that you see right here. But there is with, with doing this podcast. And now that next week's going to be my 100th episode, I'll have 100 podcasts, 80 over 80 articles, over 120 YouTube videos and more to come and more to come. So I need to step my game up. But the idea of just trying to be better with all this stuff, um, some things have to get put aside until better data and better stuff can be, built for it like there are things out there like there there are people looking for production assistance and stuff like that i don't have that gear yet i'm not good enough i don't have the experience i'll work on it i'll get there but i won't sacrifice my originality as a person and as a producer and as a content creator in order to appease somebody else but as this year i didn't make as much content as far as video goes but you have to i have to admit at least this year my content was far better than anything I did with from week one to week 100. Far superior. 
Like, I look back at stuff week 50 and week 60, and I go, fucking cinematography was terrible. I don't know what the fuck I was talking about. I literally could cut those in half, and it'd be perfect. Right. Or it'd be better. But it's gotten better, and I don't generally turn down projects. I'm not. I haven't turned on anything. I just put them, categorize them. I convert them and get everything. Like, I have all the data. But Jairo was a Colombian shoemaker or shoemaker. That he taught me a very interesting lesson. One day, this guy came in with a very expensive pair of shoes. He wore them every day to work. It was in Boston, so they're walking everywhere. And the the, the heels you have when you get your shoes upgraded, they put full soles and heels, and then they restitch and widen the in, uh, the exterior. So they keep so because those shoes people love them so much, they'll pay an extra sixty to one hundred bucks to have them reconditioned. Yep. Guy comes in, he goes, "Hey, can you these so, these heels are worn out? Can you?" He's like, "Well, what do you want me to do?" He goes, can you cut the heels off and have them even? He goes, no, I can't do that, and I'm going to tell you why. He goes, when you go to get, eventually when those heels wear out and then you go to some, you go to another shoemaker, and then they look at your heels, they go, they're going to go, what butcher did this? And then you're going to say, well, Hiro uh, did this. A guy down over on Hanover Street or whatever did this. And then the word gets out that you just fucking charged this guy less money and you butchered his shoes. His two hundred dollar pair of meslins or whatever Spanish loafers, right. you can't do that. What you do is you go, okay, well, here's what I can do. I can replace the heels and the soles for it. I can replace the heels completely, and you're gonna mention my name around town. Or for sixty five dollars, I can give you full soles and heels, and you'll have a brand new shoe. So you'll pay me, but you're gonna your beautiful shoe is gonna have brand new full soles and heels. But the stuff that, but the I, the concept you brought to me. Of doing that, that's a butcher's job. You can't do that. So the idea of me putting out a product that I don't think is up to par or deserving of the the deserving of the concept. I got you. Yep. Can't it can't be put out there because it would be like the dealership I used to work at selling an as is car. Never, well, as is a scene, it has its place, but for the most part, yep. Yeah, there's some dirtiness to it. And yeah, you don't want to feel dirty or right, just like, like this it. is what was given to me. This is what I do. PositiveSarcasm.com does not do that. And I will not stand by and allow a shitty product to go out. And I will delay any project until I feel it's 100% to my satisfaction, yep. um, which is at least over 90%. Because there's always room for improvement, in my opinion. Sure. But it's got to be an A for what I, dis what I believe at the time. It right. has to be better. Yep. So... Now, the idea is that if it's a charter school, well, there's a lot that you can do to it because there's there's data that can be recorded over time mm -hmm. in the proper format that I suggested, yep. and then you collect that together. Now, if it's a place that it's a charter school, which means that the, uh, the these kids are exploring um, options and ideas in a maybe in a more narrow manner, but they're definitely non-traditional. So if they bring a dog in to talk about blah, 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 well, what if they bring in a fucking podcaster to talk about his hopes and dreams and his concepts and talks to the kids about the things that he does with almost little to no money? That would be something I would completely entertain, and I'd be more than happy to spend an hour with the kiddos and show them and talk to them about their stupid ideas and their stupid projects and the stupid fantasies that go on in their head that it could eventually turn into their lives' dreams so that they don't have to be on a fucking conveyor belt or work in an office or do any other mindless bullshit Whatever gets them to pursue their, the, some of the dreams in their head. Because I never thought that I would be making wedding videos for people, nor getting paid for it. Right. Nor actually making ones that made people cry from the moment that they saw them. Yep. So those ideas of doing that, I'd be like, okay, well, it's not ready now. But those ideas in my head could turn into a vlog or something like that where 
And not only am I making a good product, but I'm influencing these kids. So I'm open to that idea because if I'm going in like that, you know I'm going in prepared. Right. All right. Nobody fucking sneaks into the Phantom Gourmet Food Festival like this guy and gets six and a half minutes of decent footage out of it. So that is an idea and how that how much food? Nah, I didn't actually didn't eat a lot. I did have a little bit towards the end though. What, but which one did you? There was one that you ate a lot. Which one was it? Well, you were giving away food at, at one point. Oh, the Cambridge Food Festival. <laughs> Cambridge Food. That was great. The Food Truck Festival. Yeah, <sighs> I'll do that again. That I was good. Do that next time. That was great. Yeah. Um, it's in Cambridge too, so the parking wasn't as stupid. But I was that was great. That was a good time. That was on week ninety five or week ninety six. What do you say? Uh, it was called Winners and Snoozers. That was a good yes. one. Yes. Um, but yeah, I would I would do that again. So, the the concept is there. And it can be executed. It just needs to be scheduled, thought out, and prepped. And then, like like crowd work, like a comedian, you talk to the kids. You go, hey, you got a stupid idea in your head right now. Talk to me. What is it? All right, let's play this out. You you got an idea. You play off of it. Just me- take the kids' ideas and put them into play. Like right. I did. I did. I found that fucking helmet that's on your right-hand side there. That thing was white and ugly. That was like a, a Department of Transportation helmet. <laughs> and I literally turned that thing around, and I made it into a cool concept with a yeah. car. You just take these little ideas and you put them into execute. The reason you do that is so that, as I've stated millions of times, you get these ideas out of your head, new ones and better ones grow in their place. Right. And you created something and you get better. So anyway, that was my thought on that because there's it doesn't there's more to do. And there's more to do because it deserves more. Yep. So that can be thought out and that can be planned out in due time. Because I like the idea of going in there and talking to them because I feel if I was to do this in week one, Nothing to do. Yeah. Because I remember there was that, bro- that fucking blonde broad who you used to hang out with who, was, who asked me, what do you do? What's your plan? I go, I have no fucking idea. Well, if she was asking the same question again, I'd be like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do some weddings this year. I'm going to do some more concepts. And I have more to – I have shit to teach now. Right. I have shit to teach now. Um, and if the fact that I've survived – over 100 podcasts now, nearly five years in the making because I just bowed in and out, realizing that you could do this shit yourself. Yep. Build your own brand. Don't rely on anybody else's stuff. Do your own thing because I've been part of organizations or startup companies that died and I put tons of effort into, but they never went anywhere because the person who owned it just fucking let it die. Right. And I decided when Our City Radio died out, I didn't want this to die with it so now it is and there is a company that i used to spend hundreds of dollars at for supplements that as of 2020 is going under and the fact that my company is going to outlive it is it says a lot right that's cool so that is something to think about Ooh, lucky strikes okay so let's get to some q a because we did we uh we i fucking cruised i got into all the mcflurry (laughs) all right (laughs) So let's get some Q&A. Johnny Monotone is here. Also, if you want to support the website, go to positivesarcasm.com slash donate. Any amount is appreciated. If you want to uh, not spend any money at all on me, you just want to get the – you can go there, and there's a link for the Cash app, which is like Venmo, and that'll send me cash. Thank you very much. Or download the Robinhood app. You'll get a free stock using that link, and I'll get a free stock. And then 30 days later, you can sell it. You make a quick few bucks for the tolls, as do I. Check it out. They're all great products. Q&A number one. We're at the dig Q&A. Where are we at? 57. Good Lord. Good. What's... All right. How can I convince my coworker not to give lingerie as an office secret Santa gift? My office organizes a secret Santa. 
The guy who has the desk next to mine told me today that he had got the name of a colleague of ours with whom we eat often, that he heard her say once during lunch that it is a tradition in Spain, she is Spanish, to wear red underwear for the new year. Uh-oh. He bought her red lingerie. He is quite friendly with her, but I still think it is a terrible idea. He is in, a, he is in his late 40s and married. She is in her early 30s and single. They are at the same level and they don't work together, so he really sees her as a peer and doesn't agree with me when I tell him the kind of present is entirely inappropriate. She will have to open it in front of the whole office. Even from a close isn't it from a close friend, I would not like it. So in a work context, I believe it has the potential to become a huge problem. It could damage both of our reputation both their reputations. I told him I think he what I think and he disagrees with me. What should I do? I don't want I really don't want to let my colleague get to this kind of present at work. Well, there's nothing you can do, bro. So No, that's crazy. Yeah, there's nothing really you can do. You told him it's not a good idea. What are you gonna do? Report it and be a fucking rat? Right. No, you said you don't agree. Be like, dude, it's not a good idea. So you just kinda you kinda you just kinda live and let die, bro. I mean, i would fucking love to see, see the look on everybody. Oh, the fucking. <laughs> what oh kind my. of a office is this? Um, I don't know. I think um, oh, Michael Scott works there, and do 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 do. It it seems like that. I think that. Oh my god! Imagine that. It's like the office. Is that what you said? Yeah, the office. The office. I think it, uh, you know what Steve it would be. It, it would be a great train wreck to watch. Yeah. But I'm already uncomfortable with watching movies like that, like Ben Stiller movies, where it's really uncomfortable comedy. So the, I I get it. First of all, all right. Let's take it from a standpoint of. Okay, first of all, he's married. Right. He's married. She's thirty and single. So obviously he's got some. He's he's at home. Uh, he's got some long. He's got some longing in his mind. So the fact that he's doing this for her, it's not really a goof. Every tr- every joke has a little bit of truth behind it. It's more than. Ju- and he, it's a thought out thing. I'm gonna do this. If his wife found out that he was doing this, I mean, obviously there's that's a shit storm to begin with. So I can don't. I, it, dude, in my opinion, it's not a good idea. I don't think you should do it. Lingerie is expensive. Um. Yeah, yeah, it's just, it's rough. Um, but talk, talking about what, what were you just saying about uncomfortable? You know who's the king of uncomfortable comedy? Zach Galifianakis. Did you see he's Galifianakis. got a he's got a com- comedy special called Live at the Purple oh, Live at the Purple say, Onion? Between the two firms, there, that's crazy. It's Live at the Purple Onion. You need to check that out. He's on the piano. Yeah, it's a great special. It's very different. Really, but it's a great special. It's like an yeah. hour long. You'd love it. Huh. Uh. Then, all right, so let's get to the next one. Let's see. How can I convince my girlfriend she needs to put up with my frequent meltdowns? I'm a 40-year-old woman who just recently was died. Wait, how can I convince me? Oh, okay. All right, I think we're, I think we're, I think she plays for the same team. I'm a 40-year-old woman who just recently diagnosed as autistic. Thanks to a mental health care system that routinely thinks women should have the same indicators as men on whom diagnostic criteria were developed. Uh, this one might be a little serious. I don't know if I read this one correctly. But here we go anyways. Let's dive right into it. Um, <clears throat> I'm thrilled to get this diagnosis as it explains so much about me. This is so me. 
One of the many things that explains is why I have, quote, meltdowns when I get extremely overwhelmed. I basically scream and say things that I don't really mean. I used to think I was an awful person for doing this, and these were basically temper tantrums that I need to grow out of. But now I recognize it as something I can't necessarily control. The problem is my girlfriend is not as relieved as I am about this revelation about my meltdowns. She's not used to yelling. Her previous partners didn't. Her per parents didn't. And she doesn't yell either. And she has all but suggested that my behavior is abusive. We've been together for about a year now. I'm worried she'll call it quits just because of this. My meltdowns, thankfully, never caused me to physically act out. How do I explain to her that my meltdowns are just something she needs to get used to? She doesn't have to get used to shit, okay? No. She doesn't. I get it. If you are tr actually autistic, which I think I'm kind of on the spectrum. I think I've kind of tilted as the years have gone on. If you are in the spectrum, okay, fine. You're on the spectrum. You need to do whatever you can if you aren't already. You need to work on when we all have ailments, autoimmune disorders, mental disorders, all like that, we need to focus on the best forms of treatment at, starting at home when you wake up. From the minute you wake up to the minute you go to bed, everything that you can do to curb or treat or soften these symptoms, whatever it is, CBD, ketogenic diets, I don't know, whatever the fuck, teddy bears, I don't give a shit. You do whatever you can right? because there's, there's a lot of stuff out there for treatment and stuff like that. Even if you go into therapy or yoga class or some shit, you do whatever you can. Now, that being said, if she decides it is too much for her, can't be in a relationship, that's her prerogative. That's her decision to leave. You can't call her a hater. You can't call her whatever the word is nowadays for that. I And uh, that's it. And if you're in technically, even if you were autistic and the behavior is actually abusive, then the behavior is abusive. Right. And don't let it justify. Everybody has something wrong with them in some way, shape or form. It's your job to do the best you can with those shortcomings right. it really is and if she decides to leave you for it i there's i'm sorry she's an independent person who can do what she wants when she wants and if she and it's it's a year so she definitely has an out it's not like uh this has been five years in the making she's been oh yeah it's just one of those things you just get used to it after a while yeah right. it's like it's like when your husband yells at you for fucking 20 years it's like you eventually just go deaf in one ear yeah i'm a tumor i'm a tumor so as far as the meltdowns go, you if you really like this person, you're going to do whatever you have to to curb make, them. Make it work. Yep. Right. All right. I should I can't uh that one, that one's a tough shit situation. Stay strong, being strung along. Ooh. Okay. So we're at 104. I'm going to do we're going to do one more. No, not the sexual attentive, clearly returned Okay. This is a good one. I think we're going to agree on this one. Last one. How can I get a friend who clearly rejected me to stop stringing me along? Uh, I'm a 36-year-old man in love with an amazing woman. Oh, and he says her name. And I have known each other since... And I, I have known each other since high school. I have known each they other. They have known each other. Yeah. We have helped... Her and I have known each yeah. other. I'm a 36-year-old man in love with an amazing woman, Carly. And I've known each other since high school. Carly and I. Okay, there we go. I'm on banging on all cylinders today. Ding dong, dummy. We have held each other up for the roughest times, my divorce and depression, and her ill father and abusive ex-boyfriend. She's beautiful, smart, and great with my kids. I could imagine her as the perfect stepmom to them. Uh, here comes the downfall. A few weeks ago, I took a chance and expressed my feelings. She rejected me. 
and then acted as if nothing had happened. She continued texting me regularly and tagging me on social media as though she expected nothing to change. I asked her to stop contacting me, but that made her irrationally angry. She says I'm throwing away a 20-year friendship, but she is the one throwing it away. She says she misses her best friend, but I have plenty of friends. What I need is a romantic partner. I don't want to be that guy who is the pretty girl strings along get her... Uh, Great for helping her move, but too repulsive to touch. How do I get her off the fence and either decide that she wants to be with me properly or let me go on my way? You want to have some words on this before I go off on this fucking pussy? <laughs> no, I want to hear your rant. All right. <laughs> All right, dude, look. Let's face the facts. You I said, it, you said, okay, you said right here, I don't want to be that guy who is a pretty girl strings along, great for helping her move, but too repulsive to touch. You just told me everything you need to say right there. You're fucking ugly. You're fat. You got a dad bod from a bad relationship. You've obviously been eating fucking Kit Kats and Triscuits and fucking regret. Kicking in. Um, from your from your kids, basically, you're one of those Louis C.K. looking type of dudes where when you're whatever your kids don't finish. Of the macaroni and cheese, you eat over the you eat over the sink as you're cleaning the dishes. So you're obviously one of those. You've obviously got a, a bad diet. You got bad gut biome, which means you have a bad mind. Everything is oh woe is fucking me, which means you need to go to the gym. You need to take some fucking steroids. You're gonna start with some Anavar. You're gonna you're gonna inject some fucking testosterone in your ass. You're gonna talk to your doctor and get a testosterone replacement therapy. You're gonna get all jacked. All right, you're gonna go get go to BlueChew.com and get yourself a prescription for some hard on shit for hard on pills. And you're gonna and you're gonna disappear from this girl for like a month, okay? You'll be like, listen, I'm I'm just gonna go away from. I'm gonna take a nice long va vacation and reflect. And what you're gonna do is you're gonna fast every day. You're gonna get a personal trainer, and that personal trainer is gonna be a fucking uh, a former bodybuilder who has still has shredded arms but has the gut, uh, like he eats too much and it's distended. So you're gonna get one of those dudes. You're gonna get jacked as fuck. You're gonna come back looking hot. And, and if you are one of those dudes who's got like who's balding, you're gonna shave all that shit right off. You're going to go to a tanning chick. She's going to tan you up head to toe, get a nice little tan. Catherine. Go, huh? Catherine. Yeah. So you're going to get off? Yeah. Uh, Ryan Healy. Ryan. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Ryan Catherine Healy. So you're going to go get a tan. You're going to go a golden spray. You're going to go to golden spray tan. You're going to get yourself Catherine. a nice golden glow. You're going to get fucking jacked out of your mind. And you're going to see her again and be like, yeah, I'm just, hey, worries. I'm going to be working on myself. I've just been focused on working on myself. I'm, if you are too repulsive to touch, you need to get fucking jacked, bro. You need to get your eyebrows trimmed. You need to do the little... If you're over 40, that means you got hair right here where your ears are. Your lobes are getting a little long, so it's going to be like black hair and shit. You got hair in your back, you need to shave that shit. Just go to fucking... Uh, what's that? There's a company out there that makes that little lawnmower thing that scrapes the hair oh, off your yeah. back. Yep. You need to get one of those things. You need to shave your ass in case she likes to eat your muffler. So you need to do that as well, okay? But you're going to get jacked. You're going to change your whole fucking diet over to keto. We're not necessarily keto, but uh, carb cycling. So you're going to only eat carbs either after the gym or before the gym. You're going to run for 30 minutes every day so that you can burn off the calories the night before. You're going to get a fucking sick pack. You're going to do this. In two months, you're going to be fucking hit. You're going to be jacked. You're gonna be. You're gonna have a nice shaven head. You're gonna. You're gonna look like a nice Puerto Rican boy. Nice little tan right there. All right. And then you're gonna be like, I feel pretty good. Hey, you know what? You're gonna be. Your confidence is gonna be so different that you're. You may not even remember this broad. Okay. You're gonna go from a fucking pathetic three that you are right now. I miss you, and I'm too repulsive. Shut the fuck up. You are a fucking loser. That's what you are. I was a loser. We were all losers at once. I've been rejected. I've been cheated on. I've been betrayed. I've been brought to fucking tears. Uh, I've had 
every problem. I've had sleeping disorders, panic attacks, and anxieties. Guess what? I'm a fucking hammer, dude, now. I got my own place. I got two fucking cars. I got a deal, a dick of steel, which I don't use because I took this whole year off to do a celibacy thing, and I'm starting to fucking see through trees right now, so bear with me. <laughs> but the fact is is that, dude, you are a fucking loser. What are you going to do about it? 20 years of friendship, you are going to throw it away? You're going to throw it in the way because you're fucking jacked, you're tan, and you're getting your dick sucked every night because every time you walk into a club, you are the best-looking dude there. I don't want to hear this shit. I don't want to hear this pussy shit where you are just, oh, what should I do? Should I just kind of go along my way and maybe think about it from time to time while I beat off on the couch and then eventually put a gun in my mouth to blow my fucking brains out? This dude, you're a fucking loser. There's only one thing you can do about being a loser and start being a fucking winner. You're going to go and buy Jordan Peterson's book. You're going to go and buy 12 Rules for Life. You're going to stand up straight with the shoulders back. You're going to pet a cat when you see one. You're going to fix up your fucking house. You're going to vacuum. You're going to start doing your own meals or getting a meal prep service. You're going to do everything yourself. You're going to change your life because I don't want to hear this loser shit because fucking losers I have no time for. None. Because all they want to do is glob on other people about their fucking problems. I don't want to hear about your problems unless you're going to provide me with a solution. If you're not going to provide me with a solution or you're not looking to take the solutions or the advice that I give you to solve your problems and you're maybe going to try it for a couple days and then you're going to eventually, oh, but my back is sore or my pussy hurts. I don't want to fucking hear that shit. I want you to get off your ass and do something about it because if you're 36 years old, I'm 36. Okay, and I got bigger tits. I got big, jack, beautiful fucking tits. I don't want to hear that shit. All right, I got guns. I got a full head of Jufro hair that I I, I got. I save money because I get the, the the crew. I bought the crew, but usually it's seventeen bucks at the store. But I go to like TJ Maxx and I got it for like eight ninety nine. So I'm saving money. So I got extra money. So I want to go see a movie. I got that ten bucks in my pocket. So I save money from the haircut. Um, you know, which means I'm able, so I got a little money. I can pass it on as an extra tip to my, to my girl, uh, girl who cuts my hair. Got the same, that's the only girl who I allowed to touch me this entire year. The girl cuts my hair, just a little, you know, but the fact is you're a 36 year old man. All right. You still got some sperm in your nutsack. So I want you to fucking turn your life around because I don't want to hear this loser shit because you confessed your feelings. Obviously the reason she doesn't want to date you is because you're a fucking loser. You're a fucking loser with kids. All right, you, you're great with my kids. Yeah, she's great with your kids, but she's not great with you. The only reason she talks to you is because she's lonely. She's got her own problems. So you're 36 years old. By the time you're 37, one-year turnaround, dude, you can be a completely different person. You can have more money, more muscle, more brains, and more responsibility. And then she's going to see you as a completely different person, and she's going to be riding your dick until there's no tomorrow. And if she's not, fuck her. There's a million other people out there, and you're not even going to care. You're not even going to care if she takes a fucking hike at that point. Because there's a book out there, Bobby Tripp recommended it to me. It's called Great Expectations, where this guy goes above and beyond for this girl. At the end of the day, she's like, eh, still don't care. Fuck that broad. Kick her to the fucking curb and go find another one. Or just focus on your own shit. Go and focus on your own shit because you don't have time for that stuff. I took a year to do the exact same thing. It doesn't matter. If you're, you're talking like a fucking loser who's already given up on life. You're 36 years old. You've, you have at least another 30 to 40 years of being awesome. Another 30 to 40 years at least of being awesome. Or you can, if you're going to be a loser, if you decide that you're just going to be a loser for the rest of your life, do me a favor. Go in a fucking back alley. Go buy yourself a cheap Glock. They're about 299 bucks online. Just pass the background test. Put it in your mouth and get out of our fucking way because we're winners here and we got no fucking time for you. 
My name is Jay. You can go on my website, positivesarcasm.com, if you need posing music, if you need fucking want to read some of my crazy-ass articles from my crazy day when I was homeless. You can go check out my YouTube videos. I just popped up. There was like four that I dropped this month. Uh, Johnny Monotone's in studio with me. Johnny, thank you for the uh, – What's is that book? You actually giving that to me? Or? Yeah. Oh, thank you. I appreciate it. It's got a nice little book from WMUR. Yeah, but so I'm, when you're asking people questions, they'll, they might <laughs> – Think that you're really? Johnny, does it look like I even have I, – I, I don't have time to – like, I'm giving people They'll questions. Johnny, like, hey, like, wait, what do you think? Let me tell you what I'm thinking. You're like, are you, are you Mike Crone? <laughs> no, you're, you're not Adam Sexton, are you? Um, No, I'm not. They you're did like, think, no, they, my hair is a little more straight. When I was at the Phantom Gourmet Food Festival, they actually thought I was one of the brothers. Uh, um. Um, so, but I was like, I'm like, no, I'm not. I'm just, I'm just a fan. <laughs> so you can go to, if you guys have any questions, you can go to positivesarcasm.com. Subscribe to my YouTube channel. Just look up positive sarcasm. Look for the black hole symbol. You can go to my Instagram at positive underscore sarcasm, facebook.com slash positive sarcasm. If you want to be my friend, or if you just want to follow me, like you're a fucking stalker, I'm okay with stalkers. I'll sign whatever you want. The facebook.com slash P O S sarcasm, twitch.tv slash positive sarcasm for one for now. I may switch the extra stream over to maybe Instagram or mixer. I'm not sure yet. Yep. Obviously get where the getting's good. Um, but I'm having a lot of fun doing this next week is my 100th episode. This is 99. No, 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 no. Um, Red so balloons. yeah, I, I should actually look that up and put it in here, but you can go, you can go check out my YouTube channel. You can go and check out my, 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 all my shit that's online. I've been dropping a lot of clips on Instagram. Go and check those out. If you have any questions, comments, or concerns, you can email me directly through my website, positive sarcasm. Just click, uh, go to positive sarcasm.com slash donate. And you can send me contact information there. If you want to be a guest on the podcast, coffee recommendations, or you want to just sit in on the casting couch and sip coffee while I shoot my brains out, uh, just email me directly and uh, let me know what you think. But I think we're good. We're at an hour and 15. We'll close up shop. Maybe I'll pop a song in here. I'll definitely find something interesting here. Uh, definitely not 99 by Toto. Too sad. Too yeah. sad. It's sad as this fucking 36-year-old loser was in love with Carly. Dude, get Dude. your shit. Get your shit together. So, um... Go and subscribe. iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play Music, TuneIn, iHeartRadio, Podcast Addict. I'm on all of them, bitch. So go there, subscribe, like, rate, review, share, donate, do it all. Anyways, uh, I'll definitely talk to you guys next week. I want to say happy holidays to all you pricks. Merry Christmas, happy Hanukkah, all the other ones. And uh, <laughs> that's pretty much it. You guys, 2020 is coming up. What are you going to do about it? Thank you for listening and watching, subscribing, streaming live from the Spare Parts Studios. This has been a Positive Sarcasm presentation. Johnny, so, thank you for coming. What? Well, let me roll up onto the sidewalk and take a look. Yes. Whoa. She's beautiful. I'm talking about a Yankee Rose. <laughs> and she looks wild.
To support this podcast, go to positivesarcasm.com slash donate. Any amount is appreciated. Once again, positivesarcasm.com slash donate.